three, two, one. Welcome to Sober in the States Basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Jorge and Alan. I found a wooden shoe in my toilet this morning. Oh, yeah? It was clogged. <laughs> Did it come with a pint, too? I, I don't get it. No, because clogs are European. They drink a lot of pints. Oh, my God, dude. This this show is canceled, isn't it? Bro, you yeah. wanted me to tell a joke. I didn't know there was going to be a follow-up question, all right? I did what I was told. Yeah. And I was responding to you and you just, and you just, and you just quit on me. You, you just, I wasn't you prepared. Just I was, I was I've botched that joke so many times, even though it's like very short. So I was just proud of myself for getting that all out in one We go. passed you the ball for the buzzer beater for the win. And you and just I airballed it. it. No, you I, airballed no, it. I drilled it. You, uh, hmm. The problem okay. was it was to tie it and then we okay, lost buddy. in overtime. So that's, mm, you know, mm. yeah. Yeah. So you go to overtime, then you just completely just disappear in overtime. Just get, just, yeah. All right. Not well, my dude, problem. I did what this, I needed. We are. I stuck. did my job. Uh, okay. Know your okay. role. Okay. Respect. Respect. You're a role player. We get it. We, you know your role. All right. You're a Patrick Beverly type. All right. We get it. We get it. We get it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another show. We have the content for you today. So we're delivered finally after weeks and weeks of crickets and just buzzing noises and that mosquito that just flies past your ear really fast. We got a. I have a question. Yes. Why is Patrick Beverly taking a buzzer beater? Because no one expects Patrick Beverly to take it, so he's going to be wide open. Mm. There you go. There you I go. I don't believe that. Resident Bulls fan right here defending pew, his pew. terrible team again week after week, my guy. I can't wait to get that draft pick at the end of the season. But anyway, jam-packed show. It's going to be a lot of me reading, fumbling over my words, sounding like an idiot, but whatever, because we're going to have fun. Because this week, a lot of things happen this week. Honestly, didn't really read much of it till today because I've been busy, whatever, you know, CCL, whatever, Ugh, my life. Uh, anyway, starting off real quick, we'll get right into it. So Rare published an AMA talking about MLB and basketball. Alec, did you read this AMA? I did not have a chance to get all the way through it. However, I did read some of the ones just kind of quickly reading um, in classic me fashion. I did not read it in advance before we uh, we started to prepare for the show tonight. Um, I kind of quickly skimmed through it a little before so I could at least kind of, you know, talk about like I read it. Uh, but full disclosure, I did not finish it. However, one thing that did stand out to me, and I'm glad that this was also towards the top of it, is people did ask about uh, when ETH is coming to MLB mm. and NBA. Yeah. So Ooh. just going to gonna dive right into it on that one. That, that was pretty cool. I was glad that they did ask that. Um, it was kind of a what felt like a, a kind of a half-assed fake answer. Um, yeah. And just the sense of like, we don't have anything to announce today, but hopefully soon, like we're working towards it. And it's like, we know, but like, is first off, is it going to come? Well, like well, that, I think that's the biggest way to like get people to kind of back off. Is like if you just say it's never going to come or it's not coming anytime like soon, then everyone's just going to back off. But like if you keep saying, "Oh, like we're working on it, we don't have anything to announce," but like it's coming, then everyone's going to constantly just hound you on it. The river hounds. <laughs> ha 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 ha! Dude, I'm in a joking mood today, so it's you, gonna you, be you a fun want time. you want you want to pick up that name you just dropped, bro. This man, this man is so overworked. He's coming on his free time talking to his buddy and still plugging that job. All right. Respect. Yeah. They're lucky to have you. Anyway, speaking mm -hmm. of jobs, shout out David Baitow for doing this AMA. I know he was on the baseball show. Friend of the pod. What's up? Friend of the, the party. He's, he's part of the party crew. But uh, 
Yeah, like you were saying, ETH, and uh, like you were saying too, where it was like kind of like they just kind of whip you around and kind of just drag you around side to side. Like there was, if you read a lot of the comments after this AMA, like a lot of people were like, okay, cool. Like you didn't really answer anything. You just beat around the bush and uh, nothing was really accomplished. Um, There were some really, really good questions um, regarding the ETH. Yeah. Uh, They said they want to. And and to this point, I know it sounds like kind of a workaround, but we've, I don't think we've ever really gotten a true answer. Like people are constantly, Hey, when ETH, when ETH, when ETH, when ETH, but there's always been silence. And this was kind of the first time that they actually came out and said, hey, we're working on it. We're thinking about it. We're like logistically. It would have been nice to go into details like, hey, why isn't it like who's holding it up? Like, why isn't it a thing yet? You know, who's keeping it from being a thing would have been cool. Um, Either way, they did address it. It's a super long thing. You guys can go through and read all of it. There is some really good information in there. I'm not going to sit here and read it all because I will just get tired of the sound of my own voice. Uh, There was a couple other questions that they had mentioned that I uh, enjoyed. Uh, They came out and basically said that they do watch the market, you know, and they take careful actions and reactions to because they want a stable market, blah, 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 blah. blah. They came out with the whole trades and loans in terms of service and unequal value and stuff. They came out and basically blatantly said, hey, that's not allowed. So there's that. Not that that really does anything to most of us. Uh, Multi-accounting, they're still talking about that. Oh, the big thing that I did enjoy, uh, they said that this season they were really testing out the separate competitions, but next year, season two of NBA, there was going to have, they were going to have more stable actual competition. So like we've kind of speculated that this year was kind of a test run, a little trial run. Uh, they came out and said that, yeah, next year we'll definitely get a little bit more competitions, which will be cool. And yeah, I think that was, that was mostly, there was just a lot of, like you said, workarounds. Uh, it was a lot of fill-in answers, which is understandable. Like, obviously, you don't want to give too much away. Um, as someone who wanted to get, like, crisp and cut answers out of this, like, that kind of sucks. But at the same time, like, you see the flips out of it. Like, he can't give away everything that they're doing. Um, you know, there's things that he can and can't talk about. So um, I was I was fine with it. Like, obviously, it'd be great if they said, oh, yeah, we're like, ETH is coming or ETH rewards are coming. They're coming on this date. That would be awesome. But at the same time, like, I'm going to keep playing the game. Like, that's not... That's not what's stopping me. Um, same thing on the permanent tournaments, especially given the fact that they announced just recently for baseball that they're doing, they're adding more permanent tournaments as well um, with baseball starting in season two. Now as basketball season two winds down or sorry, season one winds down um, that we're going to be getting more permanent ones. So whether it's a constant East versus West, whether it's, you know, veterans, uh, U23, whatever it may be. Um, the fact that we're just getting more permanent competitions, you know, next season is going to be great. Um you know, so you're not constantly throwing guys in um, in training and just kind of sitting them watch the uh, watch their L tens go up while they're not really even getting you anything or for uh, for rewards. Yeah, and well, speak speaking of that, just constantly playing and grinding, we've seen it in football, we've seen it in baseball, and now we might see it in basketball. Common cards might be dead. They might be dead, dead. They can't. They went. They came back with limiteds, and all of a sudden. They said that they have considered, they have watched closely. They have not made a decision yet going into next season, but it looks like there is a uh, big possibility that commons will be dead and we'll see another draft-like system for commons. I guess they're really pushing the, it's equal for everybody. It's, you know, everyone starts on an even playing field, yada, yada. Like, yeah, we get it. It makes sense, but we enjoy our commons. You gave it to us and I like them. I want to keep them. How does this make you feel, Alec? 
I don't really understand it, especially because they have the different level competitions for new users. So you're already segmenting your market. So people that are brand new are only playing against people that are brand new. They're not going to play against us who have been playing all season that have who knows how many T1s, T2s, so on and so forth. So you're already slowly building them up. And especially given the fact that common pickup, which used to be contender, everyone wins cards. Like you can set a lineup of guys that are no longer in the league and you are still at the very minimum winning in T5. So I don't really understand why they're trying to get rid of commons and make it where it's like, oh, it's going to be a draft or on the baseball side, they're scrapping it and you're starting over. Like you you already have ways to break up the players. Why not just continue that? Like if anything, like make the stage of when you're a new player, how long you play in that division. If anything, make that longer or make the middle one shorter, like whatever it may be. But like, you already have those those breaks in there. So I don't understand why you're taking that away from the people that have been playing since day one that are now completely starting over. And it, it feels like in a way, everything you've worked towards other than like the potential limiteds that you may have won um, kind of was just all for nothing. So that's that's pretty frustrating. But um, as long as they don't fully scrap commons, I'm OK with it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree where it, it and it's fun. It's fun to play with comments. Obviously, the stakes aren't as high. The sweats aren't really that serious. If your lineup's dead, you're like, oh, well, whatever. But you're, st- you're still playing the game. And like I said it before on the on the show, it's more lineups to put in because we don't have more lineups everywhere else that it's like, yes, it's just common, but I'm still playing this game. You know, you're still playing. You're still trying other things out completely risk free. It's a fun game. And you know what? You're right. Why can't we do both? I keep the common division and do that. Even even if there's dumb commons in next year, there's just a different design for next year. But they're still just commons. We're still turning them out. You know, I would love to have three, four different versions of Palo common base cards. You know, because in the real card world, there's a bunch of crap commons that nobody cares about, just base stuff. And you know, it is, and we and we deal with it, yeah. and it's cool. And you know, what? some people like it, some people don't. But um, yeah, commons commons might be gone. Uh, let's kind of i think like one thing also as well is like what's fun about commons is it also serves as like a scouting tool Mm -hmm. like if you have a guy like when i had tj mcconnell when um halliburton first got hurt and he was just absolutely popping off like that to me was saying like okay like tj mcconnell's a guy that if i can afford his limited card i'm gonna go out and get um you can slowly start to see guys like as they come back from injury you see their l10 start to creep up you know okay it's time to go back and get them um or it's time to you know drop and sell the guy that um you know was taking his place or whatever it may be like it's a completely free scouting tool that you are able to use essentially in real time because you're setting these lineups you're checking your score to see how they're doing like it just it, it all kind of plays back onto each other. So like if you fully scrap it and you just do the draft, it, it takes out that scouting aspect, which then in this, I don't want to say it takes out part of the fun of it, but it just it creates more work where now like you have to go to other sites and go like on so rare data. It's, you know, these are the guys that have the highest L10s or whatever you're going from there. You're filtering it. Whereas if you have that guy in your common lineup every single week, you know exactly what his L10 is, you know how he's performed in the last two, three games, whatever, how many they played in that week. Like you're seeing that as it happens. And it just, it keeps you on the site longer to say, okay, I'm going to now go out and buy this card. I don't have to put in, you know, an additional hour or however long it would take you to, to search and to go to go after as well. Yeah, no, it, it definitely keeps, keeps you with like one foot in like the market and so rare at all times, right? I, you're constantly seeing, like, even though you don't own these limited players, you're not constantly seeing them and going, oh, what do they score? How do they play or stuff like that? Like with these comments, all these cars that you may not even thought about or players that you never even heard of 
It's just more stuff that you're constantly looking at, which allows you to make better decisions when scouting or going, Hey, that's kind of a sneaky guy. No one's really talking about, but you're watching him just in your common, you know, gallery, just racking up these crazy scores. And you're like, Hey, there's something here. I've done that. You've done that. It's, it's just, it's a cool, it's a cool dynamic. I think the game is cool. I don't see why you should get rid of it. Personally, the drafts in football, they were cool at first, but like you said, nowadays it's like, okay, well, this guy was kind of crappy. He's had a couple of bad games. Let me just go in and just swap it for the next best guy that I can afford. And like, that's it. I don't think yeah. about it. I don't look at it. If I win something cool, but I'm like, okay, this guy's kind of like in a slump. Let's just trade, swap him out, trade him in and out for something it's meaningless. It means nothing. I'm just, yeah, that's it. So I definitely agree. Even though it is kind of fun. Um, if they could release the MLS one, I'd probably have more fun, <laughs> but uh, whatever, dude. Anyway, another thing that they mentioned in this, which, uh, I really, really, really want to center this uh, episode around is special plans for the NBA playoff slate in so rare. We were just talking about it last week saying we don't really know what's going to happen. We can't really plan yet. All of a sudden, almost like they listen to us, like they listen to our show. There's a couple things. We have a little bit of evidence, but they announced the NBA playoff kind of structure. Did you read this one, Alec? This one I actually did, and what was also fun is they had a graphic for me too, so I did. I I read the full thing, but I could also look at the graphic in case I got confused. So um, what you're saying one, is that if there's no pictures, you can't read it. I mean, I'm basically a child, so yeah. Um, one thing that did kind of stand out to me, and it is tough because based on the playoff series, like if you have a game that goes, you know, set, or if you have a series that goes seven games and like two of the other ones are only four, the scheduling's all off, so. One thing that is going to be kind of tough, I shouldn't even say tough. One thing that's going to be something that managers need to pay attention to is when you're setting your lineups, it is by the physical week itself and not the round. Um, so on baseball, I want to say it was the actual like round of the playoffs themselves. It was the series. Yeah, it was the entire. Yeah, it was the, the series. series. Um, whereas this, for round, example, yeah. like the first round is um, April 17th through April 23rd, but then starting April 24th, you are getting the first round, the remainder of the first round games and the conference semifinals. So you're really going to have to be careful when setting your lineups and say, okay, like, yes, this team has, you know, they're playing in game seven tonight, but do I think they're going to advance? Cause if you don't think they're going to advance then you really have to look into, okay, are they going to play well in this game seven or do I want to take a chance and sit that person so that way I not only get that game seven, but then I also get games one and two of the conference semifinals the following week. So um, from a strategy standpoint, I love it. I love kind of going deeper into these things as opposed to just simply, hey, I have an unlimited budget. I'm going to buy the best players. No one else can compete. And that's it. Um, it kind of saves it where you do kind of have to do your research, look into these things as well. So um, that was cool. I'm also just glad they gave us all this clarity this far in advance. Um, yep. I, mean, I think we're a little under a month away. Um, but just the fact that they came out like this early and said, hey, this is what the plan is. You have plenty of time to prepare, do with that information, what you like. I think that part was great on the uh, on the communication side. No, oh, yeah. And, that, and that's definitely why. Obviously, they release medium stuff like this all the time. and go, hey, like, so rare said this, blah, 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 blah. But in, in this episode specifically, I definitely want to dive into it more. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go through, I'm going to read it section by section, and then we'll react to it because there is a lot of information here where on the surface, it may not seem like much like, okay, this is the game week, yada, yada. Like, this is what's going to happen. There's tournaments, all this stuff like that. But there's a lot more to it where if you dig into it now, you start planning now because you actually can. I think there's upside in allowing you to kind of get ahead of the game and 
maybe stay ahead of the competition and give yourself an actual real chance to maybe win some nice rewards at the end of this, because there are some really, really nice ones, which uh, I will go into. So first of all, like you were already saying, one thing that you really liked. So they're completely changing the game week structure structure and the schedule. Um, So yeah, we'll basically just run it. Game weeks will run Monday to Sunday until the finals, independent of the NBA schedule. So any game that starts within a game week's Monday to Sunday range will be counted towards scoring for that game week, regardless of playoff round. For the NBA finals, there will only be one game week. So yep, Monday through Sunday, if the game is slotted in there, it is getting scored. The finals, kind of like they did on the baseball side, you know, they are going to be, the finals just going to be the final round. Like that's just going to be the game week and good luck. Uh, like you said, game week, game week 49 to game week 56 is going to be the playoffs uh, starting April 11th, which is actually a Tuesday. So, you know, we get a little extra data scout uh, and yep, it's going to run Monday, Monday through Sunday. So that's going to be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Continuing on that. Guess what, Alec? What? We got the same old competitions that we always do. Guess what? For the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen, it is contender and champion in every division except for unique, which only gets unique champion. That's it. Just normal lineups, nothing fancy, nothing special, just regular old competitions uh, for the playoffs. How does that make you feel? I'm fine with it. Um, I think I, I think it was last week we kind of touched on it when we were talking about like reward pools for for playoffs and all that. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't mind not having the specialty ones. I mean, you have less people playing, there's less cards that are available to begin with. Um, so for the most part, you're really just putting your best, I guess, if you have the two comps at each division, you're putting your 10 best cards that fit the, the L10s, um, into there. So, um, if you have more than that, that are on playoff teams that are actually going to get points, great job on scouting, or you got some good rewards, whatever it may be. Um, but I mean, you you still have the two competitions, which is fine for me. And I think it also really makes it harder. Like if you were to go with, you know, a U23 or a veteran, there's even less guys that are in the playoffs that qualify for that. Um, so you're going to see a lot of the same lineups. You're going to see a lot of dead lineups just because people are buying cards just to fill them. So I was fine with kind of keeping it to the basics. And it's also just at this point, what managers know best. So you're truly getting like the full strategy aspect out of it. Whereas if you mix in a random one, that's like, oh, like now I got to look back three or four game weeks to see how this lineup did and what this strategy worked. Whereas if you just keep it in contender and champion, you've been doing that all season long. You know what works, you know what doesn't, and you can just kind of ride with it. So so here and here's my thing on this is one with the L- L10s fluctuating up until the playoffs no matter how much you prepare, there's going to be a lot of pissed off people when they went and bought a guy and he's not going to be able to fit, which means it's going to bottleneck come playoff time. As soon as teams get eliminated, these cards that are fit, because it's going to be the cheat codes all over again, where the guy with the lowest L10 that is just either having a good production or someone goes down or something like that. All of a sudden, everyone's going to be scrambling to get these cards and it is going to be pure chaos. It is going to be a bloodbath. I can already tell you right now, already hate that. Second of all, it is the end of the season. We've been playing this game for 50 weeks. We all have, it's safe to say, we all have a shit ton of cards at this point. We can only play 10 of them. I hate that. Something about that just doesn't feel right. Like, I get it. Like you said, you know, don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Obviously, the contender champion lineups, they've been great and all, but we can only use 10 cards of the cards that we've collected all year. Yeah, granted, less teams, sure. But especially in the earlier rounds, there is a lot of games a lot of players playing. And then when you factor in the L10 thing where there's only going to be a certain, there's going to be like that perfect meta team 
And then all of a sudden you're talking, all right, how many people have the same lineup? Then you're going to start talking differentials. And it's, it's, they should have just done at least like for the early ones, do some no cap, do some East West. Like how hard is it? Dude? Like the playoffs yeah, are already West split for good. you. Like they, <laughs> the NBA literally does it for you. Come on. Like there's so, ugh, like, mm, grinds, grinds my gears, but obviously not that serious. It'll still be fun, but that is definitely one thing that right off the rip, I was like, mm, I don't, I don't really like that. So yeah. I don't know. That's fair. I mean, I, I get it. I, especially I'll kind of, somewhat changed my stance on that i think for the first ah, run if I they would. went with yeah um i'll tip my hat on that if you like for the first that very first game week so i, I can't even say the first round because that cuts into um the the second week so i guess it's really i guess it's game week 50 because game week 49 has the play-in and part of the first round um, it should still be everybody 50 yeah we, i mean but you may only get like a couple games here or there whereas like when you are in the first round like you are truly getting every first round matchup and all that. So um, yeah, if they threw in an extra one for the, you know, the, those first couple of weeks for the first round, that's fine. Um, but I think once you get into like the conference semis finals and then obviously NBA finals, um, you really don't need more than two. Cause at that point, I, I doubt anyone has enough to put like two legitimate lineups together. Um, if you do congratulations, like that's just, that's very impressive. So um, it's at the end of the day, it all comes down to scouting and, and kind of what you can do with those lineups too. Yeah, I mean, you you could say that there's a few teams that you could go after right now that it's a pretty safe shout to say they might go pretty far, but that's going to be part of it, right? And that's another reason why I really want to highlight this is at this point in the NBA with, what, 15 games left, something like that, we're, we're, we're getting towards the tail end here. Like, like look at Denver, right? And even they even though they've lost like the last four or five in a row, like they, they've just taken a chill pill. They're chill. They're vibing. Why? Because they're basically untouchable on top of the West right now. So... It's going to happen. So for so right now, they're produ- which actually just kind of popped into my brain might be really, really good to pick up some of those Denver guys now, because if they're going to be doing weird rotations and kind of resting on and taking like nights off, their L10s are going to drop. Yeah. Ooh, Denver might be Spin a little zone. Ooh, buddy. Spin zone. <laughs> Ooh, me like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, either way. So rare. It's not too late. Add a little bit more competition, at least in the earlier rounds. Come on. We're all sitting on a bunch of cars. Nobody wants to stick them in trading. You know, I don't want to sound like a broken record player, but you know, it's just, it is what it is. Another cool thing, which I didn't really understand at first. I had to read it a couple of times. Playoff tournaments, which is kind of adding another dynamic to the playoff structure without actually giving us any more competitions. So sneaky. So rare. I see, I see what you did there but it's still not enough. So basically these playoff tournaments, in addition to the game week competitions, we're launching so rare playoff tournaments that run the duration of the postseason. So the entire thing, this is really cool. This is unheard of for so rare. And it is well, they kind of did it for the global cup. There are eight free to play tournaments corresponding to the eight game weeks that we just talked about. Blah, 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 blah. So essentially this is how it's going to work. And I'm going to blabble on here a little bit. Uh, if you see something that you like, or you see something that catches your eye, stop me and we'll talk about it before we get too far ahead of ourselves. I'm just so, going to hop off the episode for now. Just text me when you're good to go. I'm okay, dude. Yeah, dude. So, so timing and scoring. So lineup scores for each game week competition will be cumulatively totaled to produce a tournament score. I don't even know if I said that right. So I'm not gonna do. For example, 
Your eight limited <laughs> contender competition lineup scores will be added together to create your limited contender tournament score. Now your eight limited champion competition lineup scores will be totaled to produce your limited champion tournament score and so on. That's pretty cool, right? I think that's cool. That's that's very cool. Yeah. Big fan yeah. of that. I, I think one thing it does make a little bit tough now is do you focus like what in the regular season? Do you prioritize champion or do you prioritize limited or Ooh. sorry, contender um, with the tournament scores? If you constantly flip flop back and forth, you're kind of hurting both scores at the same time. Um, I, I think the way to go, at least kind of what I'm leaning. Actually, I don't know what way I'm because. It, it, I guess it depends on what cards you have. If you want to focus on one right off the bat or if you want to split it, because if you focus on one right off the bat and then the L times change and you can no longer fit in that, then you're essentially starting from scratch in the other competition. So um, that's going to be kind of an interesting thing to, interesting thing to see. Um, words can be hard sometimes, um, yeah, I don't like but that. it's, it's going to be tough to see, you know, which one people prioritize kind of for the tournament scores and also just kind of what the rewards pool is going to be. I'm kind of interested to see, you know, if they do it based on a certain percentage or if it's, you hit a certain score, you know, cumulative score. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited for that. It's definitely something new. I never would have thought to do that. So that's, you know, just cool that they're introducing new things, even this late in season one. Yeah, no, I think, I think they kind of knocked it out of the park because, and I know, I don't really know what the sentiment was around the baseball playoff structure. I don't know if people actually liked it or not, but it was just, it was just normal game weeks. All they did was just rack up the entire score for the entire series, which is a little different. Um, and could really, really burn you if, you know, someone just got straight swept and, you know, the other teams went for seven and all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, there goes that. Um, <laughs> so there, there, there's, I, I like that they're trying, they really thought out of the box with this one, I think. And I'm excited for it. And speaking of prize pools and stuff like that, let me just go ahead and sneak this in there now because it kind of goes with, trying to decide which one you're going to go to because not only L10s, but there's just so much that are going to go into both of them, which I didn't really think about yet. I didn't really get that far until you mentioned it. And now I'm just like, my head just wants to explode because I'm just like, oh, the possibilities. (laughs) But let's get into this. Tournament rewards. So compete against other managers to win real life rewards, including custom so rare NBA merchandise. Whoa. Give me some of that. Game tickets and beyond. Okay, Buzz Lightyear. In total, more than $100,000 worth of in-real-life rewards are going to be up for grabs across all Silver NBA playoff tournaments. $100,000 worth of IRL rewards. So rare. What are you balling? Sugar daddy, sugar daddy so <laughs> rare over here, boy. Coming in hot. With all the prizes, people have been harping it. People have been saying it. People have been screaming it from the rooftops. They want more IRL stuff. Winning cards to win more cards to win more cards to win more cards. Just, I don't think it's scalable. But this, throw $100,000 worth on top of a month-long playoff competition. Now that's spicy. You're going to keep people focused the whole time, that's for sure. Yeah. Is this this so rare pumping their... Pumping their bags a little bit? Are they uh are they trying to prop up the market here a little bit with these? And yeah. and I don't I feel like it's this part specifically. Of course, it's at the bottom of the article, but <laughs> I feel like people aren't really talking about that. Where it's like they there's some massive rewards that they're about to give out, like exclusive custom silver NBA merchandise. Hello, what? 
Hello? Do these make you want to go spend money? Does this make you want to go out and buy yourself a bunch of playoff cards? No, because there's no E for words. No, I'm completely kidding. Um, yeah, I think it definitely does. I mean, it's you know, we talked about it again. All these episodes are starting to blend together at some point, which is both good and bad. Um, at some point, we've talked about how much that I value personally the the in or the in real life experiences that Sora can provide. Um, whether it's tickets to a game, whether it's merchandise, whether it's you know we'll just call it an, an autograph picture, a jersey, or whatever, like. Anything that you can get in person would be incredible. So the fact that not only that they're doing it, but they're doing $100,000 worth across the entire playoffs is phenomenal. Um, so so from that perspective, that makes me excited. That makes me really want to dig deep, um, look at the cards that I have. I think the, the team that I own the most of, unfortunately, is the Chicago Bulls. Um, <laughs> so we're, uh, we're going to be looking at a whole new gallery here come playoff time, but um it's it's pretty cool it's just the fact that they're going above and beyond to really make it big especially with all the uncertainty about the you know just general crypto market as a whole um but then also on so rare about you know talking about like the 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 shift in the markets how many auctions there are how many how few cards there are at times um just kind of all the uncertainty with crypto and so rare as a whole it's just it's very nice to kind of see them go all in on this and say hey we're still here we listen to you guys enjoy yeah no and and i keep thinking about it, like now Wow. See, 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 this is weird to get you. You know, I, I was talking all this shit earlier about no competitions, but like now really, really having this conversation with you, I'm like, I don't even care if it's just contender and champion. Like I'm at, I'm after this, this like monthly playoff cumulative score. Like that, that's all I care about right now. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. like sure. Would getting a, a tier one or whatever in the playoffs, would that be cool? Like, yeah. Cause I don't really have any tier ones that are playing in the playoffs. So if I could win one early on in, the playoff competitions that would be sick, but sick. don't be sick. But I'm after some jerseys, I'm after some tickets, I'm after some custom silver NBA merchandise, which that's that's the one that gets me. I'm like, ooh, I want I want to look I want to look swag in my silver. I don't know stuff. what it is, but it sounds great. Right, it just right. We, yeah. We've never even seen it. Like obviously, we've seen some like football, like silver football jerseys and stuff like that in promos, but they've never really shown like any exclusive like silver NBA merchandise. To where I'm like, ooh, oh my god, could you imagine like a badass like sober nba jersey like a basketball jersey yeah the, that would be the sight to see uh I'm, I'm excited i'm getting excited for the playoffs i know we brought it up a lot recently in episodes but because it's here at the end of the day we're just letting guys get some get some minutes get some last repetitions in but uh things are starting to wind down for the playoffs so uh that's where our mentality is but it gets even better because talking about so rare pumping their own bags they've announced a special scoring bonus Ooh, bonus ding 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 jackpot all limited rare super rare did i say right limited rare and super rare and unique you know the cards that we got you got it you know if you're listening to that you know the four different colors you got it it's good colors Any of the cards owned by managers before the start of the Silver NBA playoffs. As of now, kicking off in game week 49, April 11th through the 16th. Thank you for that reminder, so rare. We'll receive a 15% scoring bonus for the duration of the playoffs. If a card is sold or traded during the playoffs, it will no longer receive the scoring bonus. So rare. Pump in your own bag. Someone wants people to go spend money. Is this Alec? Is this something that makes you go, hey, I want to go shopping for some so rare cards for the playoffs? 
Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, that we we've seen before where even just a half a percentage point can be the difference between winning a reward and not winning one or even winning a T4 instead of not winning anything at all. So the fact that it's that like it's that big of a percentage boost is massive. So um, if you already have the cards, I would either hang on to them and use them or if you're going to sell them, jack up that price because you're going to get the, the value of the card is significantly higher than what that L10 is going to be. So I, I think that's kind of something that's going to be big to kind of get some reassurance where people are going to start to buy more cards. They're going to hang on to the ones that they have or try and sell them for a higher price. So um, it, it kind of pumps the market in a bit, but it also does it in a way that is just it's good branding. I like I like it. It's a cool idea. It's something that's different that gets it rewards managers for doing the scouting in advance. Um, as opposed to just kind of waiting and saying, okay, now it's the you know NBA finals. I'm going to buy up everyone that I can so no one else can. If you've had those guys year round, you have a significant advantage over someone that doesn't. Yeah. So you're you're talking, think of the people that bought a Jokic at the beginning of the season. Their car, cards are right now, I think if you bought early, they're at like what, 9%, 10% or something like that. That's something mm-hmm. that they're at at this point. Should be about some, nine and a half or 10. Something like that. Like cards, are, I have some cards in the beginning and they're starting to get up there. And then adding a 15% bonus on top of that, that is going to be huge That's come the so final nice. rounds of the playoffs when there's two, four teams left. And all of a sudden, everyone's trying to play the same guy. Everyone's going to be playing their Giannis's, their Tatum's, their Embiid's. If you don't have a card that you've accumulated all season on top of that 15%, you're going to be in a world of hurt. And you're going to be winning those top prizes. And that's going to matter, especially in a month-long competition when every point literally counts. This is huge. And it's something that if you really, truly, truly want to be competitive in the playoffs and you really want to go for some of these top-end rewards in the playoffs, you should start buying. Now is the time. Especially right now, we're one. It's too early. People are going to have the, oh, it's too early. I don't know. Oh, but the L10. But what if they choke? And yada, yada, yada. It's like, yeah, well... What is it that crypto.com says? Fortune favors the brave, brother. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's up, man, Damon? <laughs> also, at the very least, like you have these cards moving forward. That's what makes Sower so much better than just like daily fantasy. Like, okay, like let's say you buy a Jason Tatum and they somehow get swept in the first round. Guess what? If you don't sell Jason Tatum, you have him in year two with an additional XP boost. Like it's you have these cards long term. People are so short minded on the value of some of their cards at times that they I think they either forget or they're choosing not to pay attention to the fact that, yes, like the card value may be down now, but you have the card again for next year and the following and the following and until you sell that card. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about this today when you mentioned that. And I know we've the last couple of shows have been a little ranty. Kevin Durant. (laughs) Laugh at my joke. You know, it's like I set you up. As soon as I said it, I was like, all right. Like, that's why I literally paused. I was like, all right, well, here it comes. <laughs> oh, I'm Alec. <laughs> Kevin Durante. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. That's me. Anyway, I'll, see, I lost my train of thought. What is? Oh, yeah. We've been a little ranty lately, right? And I was thinking about it. And it was, I feel like there's so many people freaking out about the market right now, especially in Silver NBA, because it's down. It's down, down. Even when I when I go looking for players, I'll be watching a basketball game. I'm like, oh, like he's playing like kind of nice or he looks good. Like I was like, how much is he? And I'm like, oh, oh, like it's it's kind of it's kind of shocking how cheap some of these players are. But you got to think this game is new for a lot of us or for some of us who we've played sober. Like 
we get the ebbs and flows of it. We understand, look, it's the end of the season. Utility is completely gone. There's no longer full season. It's just not in demand anymore. Half of these players are useless or about to be useless in a couple of weeks. And I feel we need to, we need to maybe do a little less like, oh, shut up, nerd, get over it and be like, hey, like, this is kind of what happens in Silver. And if you really just kind of stop and wait, like, this is the supply. It's well known that the supply is going to die out. If you have these cards at the beginning of next season, you're going to get pumped. Get out. Whatever you don't want, get out. And guess what? Like you said, if Jason Tatum gets knocked down in the first round, guess what? He's still going to play basketball next year. Unless there's some like crazy black swan event. And in which case, well, shit happens. But for the most part, he's still going to be playing next year. So yeah. pick him up. And then you're giving yourself a better shot to win one of the $100,000 worth of IRL rewards that Silver is giving out. Come on. It's a win-win. I think. It's time to buy the dip. I know last week we asked the question, is it time to buy the dip? Ballot, I think is, it's time to it buy the dip. Is it officially time? It's time? I, th- I think it's time. I think it's time. 50% Ooh. plus accruing whatever XP you're going to get from now to the playoffs. And I think it's a good bet to go and get, and like we said too, quality. Get, yeah. get your Tatums. Get your Giannis's. Get your, I don't know. Do you have the standings up? Can you actually, I don't actually know. Like, let's let's actually take go, a look. Let's see. take a look right now and quick. And I'm going to put you on the spot right now, Alec, and I'm going to let everybody know that listens to the show. I'm going to give you a little bit of homework. I think next week we should kind of maybe go through and pick some players that we think are definite buys for the playoffs, must-haves for the playoffs. And we'll do a little research for you guys. We'll come at you with some spit. Spit spit some facts at you. Spit. Something. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You got bars. Like I'm living on Mars. Yeah, I, I don't have a follow-up one for that. No. I'm sorry. I'm over two on these, by the way. That's my fault. That's my I'll be better next week. Don't worry. Anyway, if you got them pulled up, Alec, give me I the do. standings. Where are we sitting? Who's getting into the play-in? Who's not getting into the play-in? Just leave the magic out of it because I know it's bad. <clears throat> so in 13th out of 15 teams, we have the Orlando Magic. Um I, I mean you kind of set me up for that one. But on the flip side, on the flip side. They are only four games out from the playing spot. Not bad. So not great, but the season's not dead just yet. Um, in first in the East, kind of like it has been all season. Well, not I shouldn't say how it's been all season. The Milwaukee Bucks are in first by two and a half games, followed by the Boston Celtics, who have been either first or second for what feels like all year. There may have been one of those weird tiebreaker days where it's like, oh, they're in fourth right now because you're, you've played four games total, but. Um, the Celtics and Bucks were kind of two of the teams out of the East that everyone at the beginning of the season said these are going to be the two teams to beat. And the Bucks um, are mean. The Bucks are mean. They're hot. They're eight and two in their last. <laughs> they're mean time. and they're green. Cooking. Like they're they're healthy too. Like Middleton's back. Knock on wood. So like, I, I mean, the Bucks look scary. I would love to see, and I'm just I'm really hoping it works out this way, and no one drops to the three spot, or actually that wouldn't matter too much. They'd have to drop to four. Um, but I, I need the Bucks and Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, like a, a seven oh, game man. series of what you could say are the two best teams in the league right now. Go like battling out what probably would be at least a six or seven game series would just be absolutely incredible. Rest in peace, my wallet, because I feel I would I would feel the need to go out every night and watch it just like a packed, just a, like that is yeah. that is a series that you got to literally watch with everybody, celebrate every moment with everybody, just. Live in that moment and hope and pray that it goes seven games. Yeah. 
But quickly running through the rest here, it's Phillies in third, uh, Cleveland's in fourth, so they've kind of dropped back a little bit, um, but still in good shape. The Knicks are in fifth, the Nets are in sixth, Miami Heat in seventh, Atlanta Hawks are in eighth after firing their head coach. And then the two playing spots, you have the Toronto Raptors in ninth, and the Washington Wizards are a half game ahead of the Chicago Bulls for 10th. So a lot of stuff to work out. Everything's very close in the east. But if you want to move to the West here, this is when stuff gets nuts. It's a little scary. For starters, the difference between fourth place and the 10 spot is three and a half games. Yikes. Which, like, you win all your games in one week and you could potentially jump from ninth up to the four, like to fourth. Like, you are now, I mean, you're not even locked in the playoffs at that point. Typically, if you were in fourth place in the standings, with less than a month to go in the season, you're feeling great. Like you're not fully locked in. Anything can swing some games too late in the stretch too. Yeah. Like anything could happen, but like you are feeling pretty confident that you're going to make the playoffs. If you're in the West, like anything can happen here. Truly anything can happen. The standings are going to all like flip every single day. Um, The Suns are in fourth that are half a game up on the Clippers. Golden State's starting to look good again. Now that Steph's back, they still can't win on the road, which is going to be a huge problem (laughs) for them in the playoffs. Kind of need to do Uh, that to win some series there, bud. Yeah, especially if because right now they're in sixth right now, so they're not even the home team for, for that first series if the season ended today. However, they're only a game and a half out of fourth. So they could they could flip that. Um, let's see what else we got here. Denver's four and a half up on first. The Kings and Grizzlies are tied for second and third, and they're four and a half games back. So they do have some cushion between them and fourth. Um, it's four and a half games right now. So they're they're essentially halfway between first and fourth. And you gotta think um, Denver's dropped like the last like four or five too. So they they were Denver's pretty. lost four in a row. So like it, right. they're they're closing ground. It's just a matter of do you want to? I, I shouldn't even say do you want to fully go for it. You want to fully get that one seed because you are guaranteed home court advantage on your side of the bracket, um, which is which is huge. And then also if you're in the two or three spot, like so for the Kings and Grizzlies now, like you're going to then play. Let's see who would be winner is six and two. Yeah. Like like you're forced to play another team that could potentially do that. Whereas if you're in first, you're playing the Suns, which could be a very dangerous four or five team. Once Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant comes back for the playoffs should be, should be, but with how he's been, I mean, he slipped in warmups before he was going to play a game and and couldn't play. So yeah, but they have Terrence Ross now, bro. Why do they need Kevin Durant? The Suns to win the championship. I mean, Terrence Ross, it's over. I'm saying, (laughs) I'm telling you, but watch out for the human torch. Human torch. Yeah. I mean, the, the West is going to be absolutely insane. The Lakers are back in 10th now and then within a playoff spot where they're a half game back of ninth and a half game up on the Utah jazz for 11. So, um, as always at the end of the season buckle up but this is one of those ones where if you're you're sitting and let's say you're sitting in the back seat you're not only buckling yours you're reaching over to that seat next to you you're buckling over again just to stay strapped in like this is going to be an absolutely incredible finish to the season a great playoff run it's i'm excited yeah i am excited and almost strategically too you have i feel like the west has been plagued with injuries Mm -hmm. and you have lebron out you have john morant Doing John Morant things. <laughs> you have most of Memphis out. You got KD. It's just when these guys come back, and if they come back at the right time and just manage to just really, really finish out strong, it's going to be anywhere. And I think the West is just for and and like I said, we'll dig into it next episode and like really, really deep dive. But I think with the West, you might want to be a little bit extra careful 
um, and really maybe stick to the top two, maybe three teams. Yeah. And really not dive into too much yet in the lower teams because, like you were saying, it's so close. It takes one bad week, one just missteps, a couple unlucky bounces, and uh, all of a sudden you're going home early, baby. Yeah. So, yeah. It, Buckle it, up. It, it's playoffs. I love, I love playoff basketball. There, there are very, very few things that like I get that excited for, but playoff basketball, <laughs> I am excited. So rare. You gave us a good playoff structure. There's some kinks. There's some bumps, but for the most part, it's pretty cool. Diving, diving into it a little bit deeper today, other than reading it like three or four times, like really talking it out. Just got me that much more hype for it. So I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. I feel like I you're mean, not as excited. If you haven't figured it out yet that I'm excited, you clearly have not been listening to this podcast for the last month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we only have like five listeners, dude. It's cool, dude. Whatever. And two of them are us. <laughs> and up. one of them is me every Friday morning. Let's go. When the episode releases, like everybody else should be listening to. Just saying. Tell your friends. Show your mom. I bet your mom would love the show. Tell everybody. I don't even think my mom listens to it, but I bet your mom will. That's all I'm saying. She might. If I told her to, she would. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Allie, I'm going to put you on a spot again, my dude, because oh, we were texting no. the other day. You were texting the other day and you told me you were having a little concerns about the so rares. And I didn't really ask you, Is do you want to go into it? Do you not want to go into it? We don't have to. No, we can't. But I, I, mean, but I figured it, I'd be like, deep. like I, I just, we, you were like, oh, I have concerns. And I was like, oh, nerd. And I was it like, wasn't, okay. like, I, like, I, I should preface it by saying my concerns were not like deep down concerns it's it's more of a slight hesitation right. i'm still going to do it i'm still going to buy cards i'm still going to buy the dip i'm still going to look to sell um but it is a little concerning that things are still going down however after the new announcement for how they're doing playoffs and all that i think that's going to be a good pump um once we get into this or into the off season and they kind of you know break down what's going to happen for that as we prepare for season two um you know that'll get a little bit of a pump so I, i'm not fully concerned it's more of a Early on in the season, and even really up until like a month ago, I would have, if there was a card that I wanted, I'd go out and buy it, no hesitation. If I thought it was a good price, we're cooking. Right Now I'm kind of looking at things like, okay, this is a good price now, but at the same time, if I wait a week where more people complain and more people panic sell and the price just continues to go down, is it better for me to buy now knowing that I can get this card at the price that I want or risk waiting another week and potentially getting a better deal. So it's kind of like at the very start of the season when prices are just sky high because everyone's just buy, 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 and you're slowly waiting for it to come down. It's kind of like that, but instead of everyone saying buy, 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 everyone's selling, and it's just that price is just plummeting. What is, for you personally, what is... What 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 does it have to be for you to go, I'm going to buy this, right? Like, what what is what is your kind of rubric for... How do you value a card? Oh, boy. Um, so I, I guess on the rubric... Because they're I'm low. So I'm like, down. how much lower do they need to go, Alec? Yeah, well, like, that's the low. thing. Like, it's, it, it's all a big, like, risk, and it's all a game in that sense where, like, yeah, I suppose you saw me John Morant the other day that was, I was like, that's a hell of a deal. Like, oh, I think that's dude. what got the conversation going is, like, John yeah, Morant I think was, that's like, what 70 was, yeah. bucks or something. Yeah. And, like, if you told me that at like, the beginning of the season, I would have been, like, all over right. that. But now I'm looking at it, and I guess now he's coming back. So he, but he's also John Morant though. may not be the best example. Yeah, like that's that's kind of like, of, yeah, like John Morant was going down because everyone was going down. 
but then also John Morant was going down because he wasn't playing and no one knew when he was going to go. So we'll kind of, we'll switch and it his to career like was about to go down. Caliber. Yeah. Um, so like he's coming back. So we'll, we'll just flip it to like a, we'll just a random big name here. Everyone's um, down. <laughs> it's yeah. Everyone's down right now. It, it, it at some point it's going to come up or it's going to like, is it even a plateau when it it's like reversed? What do you mean? Like if, if, if a price keeps dipping, and then eventually gets to a certain price and it stays at that price like forever. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, know if it's going up, it's like a plateau, but I don't really know what you would call it. I mean, it yeah, I mean, yeah, you're still down. you're still flattening it out. You're yeah, you're you're just ranging at that point, which is good because right. that shows that shows like the true floor. The longer, like the longer it sits at a certain price or like a certain range, like that gives you like obviously this is worth this amount. This card, the market itself, everybody looks at it and says, at this price point right here that's a good value for me. And it doesn't dip below that because everyone goes, okay, well that's too cheap. So it's, I guess it is, it does kind of plateau. It flattens out. It levels out. It it bottoms out. I, that's that, I guess that would be, it bottoms out, levels out. And at that point, like you're down in the dirt, you might as well, it'll eventually go back up. Right. And that might be Mm -hmm. leading into the summer or who knows what they'll announce or maybe are they going to do stuff in the off season, Alec? Are they, should they, do they need to do anything? Did we learn from baseball? And say and card swaps don't matter and nothing you do in the off season matters unless you're buying cards. Maybe we will. I don't know. See, there you go. I have no yeah. idea what you just said to me, but hell yeah, brother. Yeah. But I mean, so to put in Jason Tatum on this, cause kind of as a specific example here um, on January 1st, he was sitting at about 0.14 and right now he is at a little above 0.08. So I mean, just under a fifth, like just a complete split in half a price, but it's been very gradual. There's been no like big spikes or dips or anything. It's kind of starting to flatten out. So if I'm trying to like value a player, once it really starts to flatten out there for a couple of days, and it's not just because it's after a game lock or anything like that, I think once it starts to do that, that's kind of my sign to go out and get it. Um, if you constantly just see a bunch of up and down and up and down, it's incredibly difficult to predict kind of what that true value is. But at the same time, if a player's value is going up and down drastically, it's because he's getting in and out of the rotation. It's because there's injuries. There's other factors going on. But when you look at something that's just kind of like looking at Tatum's graph, like, yes, there are some, you know, a little bit of spikes and dips, but for the most part, it's fairly gradual going down. And now it's starting to flatten out a bit. So, I mean, I would go after it. If I had that, like, if I had that ETH balance, I'd go after it. John Morant would be a good guy that I'd go after too, just because once you start to see it kind of flatten out there, I think that's your moment to go. Because once it spikes, we've seen how quickly stuff spikes on so rare. Like you're you're 10 seconds late and you are now paying potentially twice as much as what you could have if you got on right when that news broke. So um, it's, it's, I think for me, just once it starts to flatten out is when I truly find the value of a player. And also just like looking ahead at their schedule. Now that we're close to playoffs, are they a playoff team? Are they a team that's going to make a run in the playoffs? Um, if not, but they're still a valuable card, like a Zach Levine or like another big name, like on the bulls or even Paula Bancara, like the magic probably aren't making the playoffs, but I know that if I buy this card now going into next year, I have the full off season of XP. And now I already have that Paula Bancara and it's got that nice little year one on it. So um that's that's, that's kind of a, a fun little part. Yeah. Like it's, you, you got to look at it both ways. So I, I think it kind of goes back to looking into like, are we too focused on the short term and what's this going to do for the playoffs? But then also what is this going to do long-term? Is he a guy that's on an expiring contract and, you know, may go to a new team that won't be a good fit. Is he a young talent that's going to be in the league, hopefully for years to come kind of what's, what's the game plan here. 
Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, we shouted it from the rooftops. Quality, quality, baby. Tatum, quality. John Morant, quality. Mo Bamba, not quality. Just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, you know? Hey, Just the way I the mean, cookie crumbles. Look, man, if Tatum was selling at some point over $200 and right now he's in the low hundreds, it's looking a little spicy to me. Can it go lower? Yeah. But at the beginning of the season, the lowest it went was $67. So right now I'm looking going, hey, looking like a pretty good deal to me. Can it go lower? Sure. Do I really care? Because the upside's there. But could I be wrong? Of course. Nothing certain. At the same time, yeah. Nothing certain. It could go either way. But that's the name of the game, baby. That's why we're all here, because we're a bunch of degenerates. (laughs) Degenerates. Capital Uh, degenerates. Like throwing money in trash cans full of fire. You know how it goes. Anyway, is there anything else you would like to bring up? Anything else that caught your mind? I feel like I've. I feel like this is the most I've talked through an episode. I'm a little tired. I mean, I'm half of it was reading. Well, you're you're good. It was. I mean, I'm glad that you were reading off the uh, the forum and not me because that would have just we'd still be going on and on about it. So um, still no, be I'm, struggling I'm with the uh, uh, the the ball <laughs> going in the net. Yeah, it's Boy. it's tough. Um, but not. I mean, really, not a whole lot. Um, I guess we want to knock out card swaps real quick here. Yeah, dude. Let's do the card swaps. Let's get back on the swappy swap. Do you uh back on the swippity swippity swap? Swippity swap swap. Zip zip swap. I still want a jingle for that. You know what? Just That's like Silver so NBA season two, we're gonna have Silver so the States basketball season two. And I'm excited. I'm gonna get busy in the offseason. I'm gonna do a whole bunch of stuff that I want to do and probably not have time to do. But <laughs> the more I put it out there, eventually somebody will hold me accountable and we'll get it done. Please yeah. someone hold me accountable. Call me on my bullshit, please. Thank you. We'll see. We will see what happens. All right. Who are you swapping, my guy? Who'd you even swap for last week? Uh, so last week I got Reggie Jackson. I swapped Kata Bates-Diop for Reggie Jackson. Um, Reggie Jackson's minutes in classic me fashion have started to go down since I did the swap. Let's go. Um, you love so to I don't see. Know, I, I think Excuse part me. of what's Ooh. tough also just about doing these swaps right now is like we're getting guys that are valuable, but their price is just so low that you it's you're getting a better name, but you're not necessarily getting a better card. Like Bates Diop was very consistent and is getting his L10 of 24, which is solid, but he wasn't really going above or below that. So his price is just I think it was price was like two, like it was like 250 or $3 right around there. Um, Reggie Jackson was like a 10 cent upgrade. So like the cards that I'm looking at right now for Reggie Jackson is Malachi Branham, who I have as limited big fan. Jackson Hayes, Rodney Magruder, Corey Joseph, and Blake Wesley. And like, I feel like I've downgraded in a sense, just because if you look off of L10 and the fact that like Malachi Branham's losing minutes now that everyone's healthy again. Oh, and their rotation is just all over the, all over. Their rotations all over the place. Everyone's hurt. Devontae Graham went from, he's not in our start. He's not in our rotation at all because we're going young to congratulations. You're starting the next three games because guys kind of cooked against the magic the other night. Yeah, like it's the, the NBA is very weird right now. And I, I, I wish it was like a team like the Raptors where they are running one, two, three, four, five guys that average 30 minutes, which are their starters, a guy that averages 23, and then no one else is over 12. Oh, by so, the way, talk I'm about Purtle. in a tough spot. Oh, Jakob Portal. Bro. Great guy. I bought one as soon as the trade happened. Killer. Killer and so are my guy. He is such a cheat code, even though his L10 is getting a little too high, but... uh I just had to throw that out there for the internet. If you're listening for the lookout for your Yaka Purtles. Purtle. Um, 
I think I'm just going to go Malachi Branham. I have his limited. I bought his limited a while ago. I'm a big fan of it. Reggie Jackson's minutes have kind of been slipping. And long-term, it's I, I think it's the better play to go Branham. Short-term, hopefully with all the injuries, he gets another a slight boost and, and we kind of see what happens. But I don't know. I'm, I'm proud of the progress that we've made at least so far. At least we we got out of the we got out of the well, right? We're, yeah. we're we're out of the sewers. We're we see some sunlight. We're get we're getting a little closer to the surface, but we're not quite there yet. Right. So you made your pick, huh? Yes, what you're going with. We are locked in. All right. So I had Caleb Martin for the Heat, who continue to get steady minutes, but like you said, things have been a little wishy washy in the market. And if you're not catching that pump, you're not trading on the pump. You're not really the upside's a little wacky right now with the swaps. So so rare. There's some feedback for you on the swap front basing it off a of card price. Uh, but yeah, Caleb Martin at a 21 L10. I could trade him in for a Devontae Graham, the L28, Ooh. which we were just talking about, saying that uh, it could be good, it could be bad. We got Dyson Daniels. With, I mean, he might get playing time sometimes. Maxi Cleaver for Dallas, who has of recent gotten some minutes, but I'm sure as soon as Doncic and everybody and Kyrie and all them come back. That's probably dead. Which, by the way, I didn't want to cut you off earlier. Luka Doncic has already been ruled out for Friday. Breaking yep. news, according to Brett Siegel, former guest. So, yes, sir. Luka Ooh. continues to be out, and I still can't win anything because I'm bad at the video game. <laughs> Shake Milton again just disappeared from. Uh, I mean, I guess he's gotten a little bit more playing time recently, but it's just it's just not there. And then. For my last card swap, which I'm really tempted to take because he has recently joined this team and joined the starting lineup. I got a Patrick Beverly in a Bulls jersey. Flex. Flex yeah. on him. You know what to yeah. do. Yeah. You Pat, know what to do. I got that you Pat. You know what to do. I got that Pat Bevy in a Bulls jersey. You know what to do. Dude, I mean, yeah, it's it's between Devontae Graham and Pat Bev, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think, and I, I guess I can look it up on Silver Data real quick. Is there room for Devonte to kind of make a price run, or is he just like in the dirt? It's his price is in the dirt, but his L ten is kind of high. Oh yeah. So I, I mean, maybe if you want to swap him, throw him in a lineup for a week. But again, it's it's kind of the same thing. Like once they're healthy, he's out of the rotation. But oh, at the same time, they're also so banged up. But everyone is only game to game, uh, so all that he, changes. He just got ruled out too. Devonte <laughs> Graham. Yeah, he got ruled out for tomorrow. Huh. There we oh, go. There you go. Pat Bev in the Bulls jersey, baby. Do, yes, it. Do it for the bar. Do dog, it. Dog. Do it for the so rare in the States, baby. If you've been here since day one, you know we are a Pat Bev Stan podcast. Yes, sir. Pat Bev in the Bulls jersey. I think I saw the one in the Lakers jersey, too. I'm going to keep those forever. So if you take away my comments, I will be unhappy. Thank you for coming to my TikTok. Whoosh. Whoosh.